Hello, we're back. Welcome to the National Hockey League Entry Draft. Let's try that again. Welcome to the National Hockey League Entry Draft. We're going to have a good afternoon. If you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything, because even the tiniest change can alter the future in ways you can't imagine. All right, yes, sir. Once again, another edition of the Hot Topic podcast and another edition of Sean Campbell and I looking back in time and doing a redraft, Sean. Yeah, and I kind of, we were going back and forth. What draft should we do? We've done 2012, and then you brought up, hey, let's do the best draft ever in 2003 and see where everybody would fall. So then that got me thinking after we did the 1991 draft, what was the worst draft ever? And it usually falls on 1999. Yeah, everyone looks at 1999 because the first round picks, uh, most of them did not pan out. However, I think if uh, you look at this one and say, what if the teams did things properly? You could find some quality, especially in the top 10. But yes, as far as uh, the first rounders and what happened to them all, uh, most of them were busts. All right, so before we start redrafting the top 10 of 1999, let's just recap what happened in that year, who was drafting first and all the way until 10. A couple things I have to tell you. Vancouver had two draft picks, the Rangers had two draft picks, and the Islanders had three all in the top 10. So actually, not many teams drafting here. Atlanta went first overall. They took uh, Patrick Stefan. And then it was the Sedins, Daniel and Henrik. Pavel Brendel went to the Rangers. The Islanders picked up Tim Connolly. The goaltender, Brian Finley, landed in Nashville. Washington went with Chris Beach. And uh, Taylor Pyatt uh, with the Islanders uh, went at number eight. Number nine uh, was Jamie Lundmark. And then Bratislav Mezzi at uh, number 10 to the Islanders. So that is what was actually drafted in the top 10 in 1999 yes and uh, we have to note that we are drafting two and three for the Vancouver Canucks but that's not what the original order would have been but Brian Burke really maneuvered around in order to get those picks so in a a roundabout way uh, the Vancouver Canucks Canucks end up two and three but they had to make a trade with uh, Tampa Bay a trade with Chicago and three different trades with the Thrashers well they had to do that because the Sedins did say that they would not uh, come to the National Hockey League if they were drafted on different teams. Yeah, they, but I, uh, for the purpose of this draft, I am going to say that uh, hogwash, you, you draft them and you force them to be separated right from birth. Uh, well, we'll see if that actually happens because I have the first overall pick for the Atlanta Thrashers. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, so the Atlanta Thrashers with the first overall pick, who do they go? Do they want Daniel? Do they want Henrik? No, they skip over both Sedins because they're scared that he won't play for them, uh, and they will draft who was originally drafted 210th in the seventh round, Henrik Zetterberg. Henrik Zetterberg goes first overall. So you see who's going next, the fourth shooter looking for the second goal, Zetterberg. He went club side and a beautiful move. Well, that and one hurts. Lead the shootout. Oh my goodness. Zetterberg is not a tall man and he doesn't have a long reach, but holy jump and go. Look at that. <laughs> Smith thought he was seeing the same thing that he saw from Philpola. Oh my, oh my, do they love it here if Howard can make this save. 
Okay, so now as we do this, and I'm not surprised at all that Henrik Zetterberg uh, goes uh, first overall on my board for players in this draft. I had him at number one, but now I ask you with uh, Vancouver drafting uh, two and three and the Islanders drafting eight and ten, uh, are we sticking with we're going back and forth here or am I drafting both Vancouver picks? Well, it's easy because uh, I think if you went in a different direction, I went in a different direction. Uh, we know what the next two picks are. So just go take them. Okay. So uh, with the uh, second and third pick, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, actually, Sean, I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Sure. Okay? Uh, with the uh, second pick uh, of the NHL draft, the Vancouver Canucks select from Moto Hockey, Henrik Sedin. <laughs> And then with the third pick uh, from Moto Hockey, the Vancouver Canucks select Daniel Sedin. Oh, you're flipping it because Daniel is uh, officially taken second uh, originally. So you're flipping Henrik and Daniel in this draft. I get it. I understand. That's fine. Edler to Daniel Sedin. Henrik going to the net. Daniel centers. Henrik Deeks scores! And they're all going to come off the bench to congratulate Henrik Sedin. 1,000 points in the NHL. He wanted to do it at home, and he's done it against the man from whom he receive the captaincy and they have a quick embrace as Henrik Sedin ties the game at one. And what a pretty goal. You're going to get your thousand point. Might as well make it a good one and Henrik Sedin and the Vancouver Canucks on the rush and you can see Henrik acknowledging the crowd. Fitting the Daniel Gets the primary assist as well. And Henrik Sedin in career game number 12-13 reaches a milestone that only 84 players had gotten to previous to tonight. It was interesting listening to Trevor Linden talking to our Dan Murphy in between periods about Henrik Sedin and what he does on the ice. There's a perfect example. Talk about face-offs. There's Henrik Sedin. Okay, feet, feet. He wins the face-off. Takes off down the ice. Alexander feeds it up. Daniel to Henrik, and then a beautiful little move on Roberto Luongo gets Luongo to open up. And slides it in. The ovation continues reverberating around Rogers Arena. Fans on their feet. They got what they came to see. Brian uh, Burke has said that uh, Henrik was the superior player, so I'm going to go by that. Yeah, that's okay. It's, okay. it's it's one of my favorite lines of his. He goes, oh, everyone <laughs> thinks I was such a genius at that draft for making all those moves to get to the Sedins, but I didn't know nothing. I drafted Daniel first, and Henrik was better. All right, so I think this is where uh, it changed. So do you want me to go number four then? Um, yeah, sure. You can go okay. number four, uh, but Islanders, remember, they have five, eight, and ten. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, but at number four, instead of Pavel Brendel, the New York Rangers, who in the year 2000 actually selected a goaltender that they still have today in Henrik Lundqvist, and I'm not saying that they don't know. They didn't know that they were going to get Henrik Lundqvist. They go in a different route. At number four, they are taking Ryan Miller. He's going to head back. Zetterberg from center. Dive! with the glove was Ryan Miller. 
And he gets a standing ovation from some of the fans here at Joe Lewis. <laughs> Sutter had come onto the ice. He made a quick pivot back to the bench, and it is a standing O for Ryan Miller, who went all out to make that save. And here's Henrik Zetterberg, who's had a whale of a game, and he's got it right in the middle of the net. Ryan Miller charging back dives like a wide receiver. One hand grabs it down. The goaltender, Ryan Miller, will go fourth overall. Okay, that's interesting because I actually had Ryan Miller as the uh, third pick on my board. Okay. Okay, because I had Ryan Miller ahead of Daniel Sedin on my rankings. However, because of the purpose of Vancouver having two and three, the Sedin stayed together. Uh, I'll take Daniel Sedin over Ryan Miller any day of the week in any ranking that you want to give. So. No, that's not how I had it uh, all uh, But the out. draft says differently. Daniel was selected ahead of Ryan. Go ahead at number five. That's right. All right, number five. Uh, with that pick, the Islanders originally selected Tim Connolly from the Erie Otters. Mm-hmm. And I actually like uh, Tim Connolly, uh, but that, that is not the uh, pick the uh, New York Islanders make on this day. Uh, the New York Islanders with the uh, with the fifth pick in the 1990 draft, they're going to go with one of my uh, favorite players of all time and one of those guys that I think was really underrated and underappreciated. Oh, I know where you're going. I in know. his NHL yeah. career, uh, the New York Islanders select Martin Havlat. Yeah, Marty Martin Havlat. Havlat with yeah. that pick. I'll tell you, when doing my draft, I had him going number five, too. 11 shots on goal, one assist, four blocks. What a Stanley Cup debut for Kevin Shattenkirk. He scores! Martin Hamlet drives it home, the one-timer. At 3.34 of the second overtime, and the Sharks win game one. And very much a part of the action. Blow with a setup, and Hamlet, who scored the game-opening goal in a power play, connects here. And the final score is the Sharks three and the Blues two. The sellout crowd of 19,150 has been sent home disappointed here from game one. Marty Havlat, uh, he initially was a first-round pick with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, great career, uh, but yeah, I'll go with uh, Marty Havlat. I, I can't really disagree with that choice. So I get uh, Nashville, who originally took a goaltender, and it was Brian Finley in the first round, and they're going to go a completely different route here uh, with pretty much the top goalie, Ryan Miller, already off the board. Uh, Craig Anderson was available, but they're not going to go goalie this time. I think uh, this player would have done great in Smashville. And that is power forward Ryan Malone. Zure is going to flip it high in the air and knock down with the pins. And now we've got Malone in a battle with oh, Sure. Can really, can, Sure can really fight. Malone tried to get the first couple in, and uh, now the linesman going to have to jump in. You know, and give uh, Ryan Malone high marks. He's not going to back. He's not going to back down. He obviously went at Saray for some reason. I, I would love to see. I was looking down the ice, didn't see what precipitated this, Mike. And Saray, I got a feeling he's got to give him a shot here somewhere. You would think. Is there a high stick right here? Right there, under the chin. Another one. And then he's challenging him. Let's go. Let's go. So when you challenge your manhood a little bit like that, and. and Malone tried to get in there and get a couple in. And after that, you you got to cover up. Going to the Nashville Predators. Oh, that's a bit of a jump. I did not have Ryan Malone in my top 
10. Well, I'm just thinking of, you know, the career. I know he played a little bit of less games, but, you know, the amount of games in this draft, you got to get a player that was effective when he was on the ice, and it's not always about points with him. Right. Uh, Sean, next pick up is the uh, seventh pick of the draft. Washington used it to select from Calgary hitman Chris Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not going to go that route. Instead, they are going to go with a, a guy who played uh, a lot of years in the NHL, a guy I also find underrated. I know the uh, points uh, total, the point total doesn't necessarily jump off the board, but I thought he was always a really good player, maybe at times trapped on a team that wasn't the greatest. Uh, I am going to say with that pick that the uh, Washington uh, Capitals select from the Czech Republic, Radim Verbata. Adrian Aquin with a shot, knocked in by Radim Verbata. And they call it a goal. Great hand-eye by Phoenix's number 17. And the Coyotes have an early 1-0 lead. And we're seeing a lot of lively bounces for the games in Europe. Lively boards, newer arenas. I think you're going to see this puck after it gets pushed in. It's going to be pushed up high. Watch coming in, and then Verbata is going to get it. He's going to keep it alive, not just yet. He's going to get himself back to the front of the net after the shot from here. Bounce off the boards wow. like a Super Bowl. Right back to him there. Patiently waits for it to get to him, and he, and he bunts it in. Might have to do double duty in a baseball lineup later tonight. Yeah, really great pick. He is such an underrated player. Uh, he was already North American ready. He was playing uh, with the Hall Olympic in the queue. It wasn't coming straight over uh, from Europe. Uh, I thought Verbat is a guy that, you know, we do these pop quiz top tens all the time. And he's one of those guys that are always in the top 10. You're like, really, that guy? Yeah, he was that good. So, Radim Verbata, I have no problem with your choice at uh, number seven. So, the Islanders at number eight, uh, they did take Taylor Pyatt. And uh, Taylor Pyatt is one of the guys in the top 10 who actually did quite well with eight, over 850 games. But they're going to go a different route. Okay, they're going to go with a uh, stay-at-home defenseman that uh, logged a lot of minutes. And they're going to go with the big burly Barrett Jackman. McGinley didn't like he didn't like the hit. I thought the hit looked okay, but he took exception to it, and Jackman knew he was coming. And a short right by McGinley. Now Jackman comes back with a right. McGinley goes to the left, and now the linesmen jump in. Well, Jackman stepped up earlier in this period with a. Real good hit on McKinnon as McKinnon was trying to cross the line. This is another good hit here. The Islanders are going to take Barrett Jackman. Well, Barrett Jackman was the next uh, guy on my list, a guy who played a lot of games in the National Hockey League. And let's not forget a former Calder Trophy winner as Rookie of the Year. We know that's not mm. easy to do as a defenseman. So I think uh, Barrett Jackman landing to the New York Islanders is a fantastic pick for them. Uh, next up, we have the New York Rangers, who selected Jamie Lundmark uh, with that pick at ninth overall. And I'm kind of debating where I want to go, Sean, mm -hmm. uh, with this pick, because I, I think there's some different uh, ways uh, that they can go here. Yeah, some different uh, options here. I'm curious just, where you're going to go. Just for fun. Yeah. And uh, for conversation's sake, I'm going to go with uh, someone who definitely knew how to score goals. And we know that uh, the Rangers had a lot of playmakers, but not a whole lot of finish uh, back in uh, in those early 2000s. So I'm going to say with the ninth pick, uh, the New York Rangers select Michael Ryder. 
A three on one for the Bruins. Heavily shoots wide. Kelly couldn't control the rebound. Ryder shoots and scores. He scores. Michael Ryder with his second goal of the night. Wins it for the Bruins. And this series is tied at two. Heading back to Boston. The Bruins are never win in regulation. Win it at 159 of overtime. The former Montreal Canadian Michael Ryder with the game winner as the visiting team wins again for the fourth consecutive game and the Bruins head home having taken both games here in Montreal Ooh, Michael Ryder okay interesting Mike Ryder to the New York Rangers. That would have changed things up. Uh, so that means the New York Islanders uh, are going at number 10, with Ryder going to number 9. The New York Islanders uh, selected uh, Bratislav Mezzi. I think if they had a redo, they'd uh, do something a little bit differently. And uh, they're going to go with another seventh-round pick who played over 800 games, and that is Martin Erat out of the Czech Republic. Martin Carlson walks the line around Van Riemsdyk. Erat on the overload. Backdoor play there. Backstrom's pass was intercepted. On top to Carlson. Brush it out wide. Ovechkin fires. Deflection score! Beautifully timed on the tip-in. Capital strike at the end of the power play. Little tip-in. Here comes OV coming into the slot. And there it is. Beautifully done by Marty Erat. Going to the net. Look at his stick on the ice. Backhand deflection. Got his first point in five games. Marty Erat's got his first goal as a cap. Erat will go to the Islanders. So for the Islanders, instead of getting Connolly, Pyatt, and Mezzi, this time they get Erat, Jackman, and Marty Havlat in our redraft. That would have been a lot uh, better for the New York Islanders because we know how things uh, turned out for them with a lot of uh, their draft picks and trades at that time. They do all that well. And, Sean, um, I made a list of 11 players. Yes, there's a couple guys that I was thinking of. Yeah, uh, go there, ahead. Uh, nine of them went in our top ten. Yeah, I, I am the same. I have... The only one I didn't have was uh, the pick that you made that I mentioned. With Ryan was, Malone? Which was Ryan Malone. That's the only guy I didn't have in the top ten. Uh, the two guys that I had that I thought could slip in, uh, Tim Connolly, who... If yep. not for injury, I, I think was a pretty good player. Uh, great vision, good playmaker, and uh, had some decent years with uh, with Buffalo. And the other guy, you know, never got a whole lot of credit. Uh, won a Stanley Cup and was an important part of the Bruins when they when they won the uh, Cup back in 2011. Uh, I, I thought maybe some love for Chris Kelly here. Uh, yeah, there's Chris Kelly uh, for defenseman. You had Nick Boynton and Jordan Leopold. Uh, I don't think they were good enough to get into the top ten. There's a, I, I agree with the names that you brought up with Con and maybe even Taylor Pyatt. But there's another name that I'd like to bring up. He he had a limited amount of games, but his production was high, and that was uh, Mike Comrie. Mike Comrie out of the University of Michigan. Uh, he was uh, one of the guys that I had in the top ten. Yeah, that's a guy that for the longest time, Philadelphia was like obsessed with him. They yeah. wanted to get their hands on, uh, on Mike Comrie. Never ended up happening, but yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, actually, did he end up playing for Philly? Now memory uh, memory is starting to escape me. Remember him playing for Ottawa, Nashville, and uh, obviously Edmonton, who he was drafted nope. by. I just want to see here. Oh yeah, he, he did. He played twenty-one games. You're right. Yeah, they they were like games. obsessed 
they were like obsessed with uh, with Mike Comrie. So yeah, they they were his first trade. A two thirty goal seasons on. for Mike Comrie. I, I just want to give him a little bit of love. Uh, of course, uh, did not play uh, too many games. So let's and, just hey, hey, it's cool when you date a pop star too. Yeah. So uh, Henrik Zetterberg, and then goes number one in the nineteen ninety nine redraft here on the Hot Topic podcast. Let us know if you would have went a different direction. You could tweet directly Sean R. Campbell, Mitch Y. Gallo. Then it was Henrik. Then Daniel Ryan Miller goes in number four. Marty Havlat. Uh, Ryan Malone, then Radim Verbata, Barrett Jackman, Michael Ryder, and then concluding was Marty Erat to the Islanders. So the Islanders' uh, new picks. The Rangers, a little bit different. They go with uh, Ryder, and uh, they would get Ryan Miller. So that's a little bit different than Pavel Brendel and Jamie Lundmark. Well, I, I think if you look at our top 10, what this tells you is that even if a draft isn't deep, there's always quality players that can be found if your scouts know what they're doing. What would you like our listeners to do, Mitch Gallo? Click, listen, and subscribe. Stop! Kyle! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? Mitch and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. Uh, uh... VBF.